Thanks for tuning in today. Please visit NemoursWellBeyond.org to catch all our episodes and sign up for our monthly newsletter. You can also use the voicemail feature on the website to leave a message with your episode ideas or questions. You just might be featured on an upcoming episode of the show. Without further ado, let's go. Well Beyond Medicine. Welcome to Well Beyond Medicine, the Nemours Children's Health Podcast. Each week, we'll explore anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. I'm your host, Carol Vassar, and now that you're here, let's go. Let's go, oh, oh, well beyond medicine. Duchenne muscular dystrophy is the most common and most severe form of muscular dystrophy. According to kidshealth.org, it affects boys more often than girls. Symptoms usually emerge between the ages of 3 and 5 and can include falling, having trouble going upstairs, running slowly, and toe walking. By age 12, most of the boys affected are using a wheelchair. Heart and respiratory muscle problems emerge in the teen years and can lead to serious complications, according to the Muscular Dystrophy Association. In terms of the heart, the issue at hand is cardiomyopathy. Dr. Takeshi Tsuda is a Nemours pediatric cardiologist who studies cardiomyopathy in Duchenne boys. He sat down with me to explain cardiomyopathy in general and the unique qualities of cardiomyopathy in young teenagers with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which have not previously been well characterized. Here's Dr. Takeshi Tsuda. Regular cardiomyopathy which start with some cell death due to any intrinsic genetic condition or environmental condition, which is a marker that is a drug-induced, whatever. Because of that initial impairment of the cell, kill the cells, and, and as a result, contractility goes down. Once that contractility goes down, the natural response to that decreased contractility is to increase the preload, which just makes the heart big. So as a result, the heart muscle become what we call hypertrophy or enlarged, so make the heart bigger. And once that vitreal cycle continues to progress, it causes what we call dilated phenotype, causes dilated So it's a big dysfunctional heart, and that's dilated cardiomyopathy. Now, in Duchenne muscular dystrophy, that's not the case. Now, when we're looking at our study patients, the first of all, the heart size never get enlarged. It's basically the normal size, actually smaller size. At the same time, high incidence of myocardial fibrosis before the dysfunction happens. The mechanism of the disease progressions is not the same as the other known cardiomyopathy. And that's why we prove in our study, basically show that, A, that we group the patient into three groups based upon the age. One is less than 10 years old, 10 to 15 years old, above 15 years old. And looking at MRI results, the size of the ventricle and also size of the myocardial mass, so muscle mass, they're actually very low at the beginning and get lower in the second age, which is age 10 to 15. It's less than average. And above the age 15, they start to become, some start to become a dilated feature. And probably once you get older, like 20s or 30s, 
that allocation continues to progress. So at the end stage, we may be seeing the dilatory cardiomyopathy, but what we're seeing in the pediatric age is not the dilatory cardiomyopathy. So what happened was that cells are very vulnerable to stress, and the heart is beating 100,000 times per day against the blood pressure. It's a lot of stress happens on the myocardial cells, and that induces a cell death. And dystrophin not only support that cushion function, but also serve a mechanosensor. Mechanosensor is something that when you stretch, that stretch enhances the signaling to get hypertrophy. That's a natural response. Any muscle cells, heart, cardiac muscle cell, that's no mechanism. But because mechanosensor function lacking, they cannot really get enlarged, hypertrophy. And also, once the cell dies, it's cells gone, so somebody have some, something have to replace that open space. That's fibroblast. Fibroblast is coming into that open space and secrete collagen to make what we call fibrosis. And as a result of fibrosis, cell-cell connection, we call cell adhesion, that becomes different, so it's become more slippery. So once the fibrosis becomes advanced, then finally dilatation is going to happen. So it's somewhat, it's not exactly different, but what we are seeing at the early stage, pediatric stage, is really cell death and at, at atrophic heart. So really muscle mass is declining in the heart. Just as skeletal muscle, your heart muscle is kind of getting thinner. And after that, it started dilated as a result of fibrosis. And when we look at the fibrosis, fibrosis usually suggests advanced stage of cardiomyopathy. However, when we look at Duchenne patient in three different groups, the incidence of fibrosis is about the same, regardless of age, regardless of ventricular function. We found that the incidence of fibrosis is about 70% in less than 10 years old, regardless, and their heart is almost always look good. But in fact, fibrosis, incidence of fibrosis, already 70% of those patients, that persists. Once they get to more than age 15, a little bit increase in incidence, 80%. So fibrosis is not the sign of the advanced stage. It happens from get-go with atrophic heart. Eventually, once the environmental change, dilatation happens as a secondary phenomenon, which is about beyond the pediatric age group. So those mechanisms are different. So one thing we learn is that uh, when we initially, like 10 years ago, the, when the ventricle is working fine with echocardiogram, we thought this fine. However, what we learned is that even with a younger stage, disease already started. Just a matter of you don't see it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So we have to change our own thought that because that progress, progressive mechanism of cardiomyopathy is much different in Duchenne muscle dystrophy, we need to understand that earlier treatment is essential for these patients, regardless of echo finding. That's so that early intervention, is that helpful? Yeah. So there are several anecdotal um, retrospective studies published, and it said that to some extent, yes, it delays the progression, and that also shown in animal studies. Now, all depends upon what marker you use, meaning that ventricular function of the heart, patient survival, patient quality of life, all three are different things. 
this is a condition that's very hard to do clinical trial because they are all equally suffered from this condition. And it's really hard to say that I'm going to give you this for you, but not to, to you. Ethically, it's quite challenging. I think that most of the Duchenne clinical study of Duchenne mastitis is really an anecdotal experience. And some people say it works. Yes, that it works. Dr. Takeshi Tsuda is a pediatric cardiologist with Nemours Children's Health, Delaware. Well Beyond Medicine. Thanks for joining us on this mini episode of the Nemours Well Beyond Medicine podcast. Our production team for this episode is Che Parker, Susan Masucci, Lauren Tata, and Cheryl Munn. Thanks to Dr. Tsuda for sharing his expertise, and thank you for listening. You can find all of our podcast episodes at Nemours Well Beyond. That's NemoursWellBeyond.org. I'm Carol Vassar. Join us next time as we talk with Black leaders from across Nemours Children's Health to honor and celebrate Black History Month. Until then, remember, we can change children's health for good, well beyond medicine. Let's go, oh, oh, well beyond medicine.